So our final conversation for the day will be looking at Triple BEE and we're in conversation with the chairperson of the Association of Triple BEE Professionals, Dumisani Mpafa. Good morning and thank you so much for your time today, Dumisani. Hi, good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you for hosting ABP on this very critical topic about the PPE months that we are launching as the ABP. It is an important conversation. Uh, when we talk about triple BEE in the country, of course, it sparks all sorts of debates, but often it comes down to the ideas behind the implementation of triple BEE, wanting to transform the labor sector in this country. And the big question is the extent to which that has been done over the years. And perhaps your own reflections as you launch triple BEE month about where we are when it comes to compliance and implementing BEE. No, thank you. Thank you for that, Cathy. Uh, 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 in all fairness, um, uh, we, we all agree that we're far from the sanction line, uh, but there is no argument that um, uh, we have, uh, you know, a lot of work has, has, has been done um, since the promulgation of the B Act in, in January 2004. You know, thousands of uh, young people have been, you know, given bursaries. You know, and, and thousands of young people are participating in mentorships and apprenticeships. And, you know, the opportunity opportunities that have been given to black owned small businesses and the SNMEs. So there's a lot of work that is taking place. But what where we have been failing is that uh, we've just been reporting in terms of the rent and fence. Uh, you know, we spend 200 million towards these, and but we are not, um, you know, uh, talking about the impact of the investment. Uh, in terms of BEE. And this is where we want to change the narrative of the ABP. We say, let's start having, you know, focused conversations about the impact uh, of, of the ABP. That's why we want to highlight, you know, uh, the positive human stories, you know, behind this investment on BEE so that people can understand that indeed BEE does work and it is working. But we're not saying it doesn't have any limitations. We acknowledge that there are some limitations, mm. but in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a in a in a big uh, you know way, it does work. One of the things that you're also hoping to address through this conversation are the misconceptions that exist around uh, triple BEE. Perhaps let's begin with that, and then we'll look at the impact. So, what are the common misconceptions around this policy agenda? Yeah, so, so we need to separate two things. Uh, firstly, is that some of these mis- misconceptions uh, about BE are generally nebulous. They, they, they are hard to pin down, and, uh, and, and they are more informed by ignorance about BE. And oftentimes you'll find people who are raising these issues, uh, critiquing BE, are actually beneficiaries of BE at themselves. You know, and one of the common ones would be that is not broad enough and uh, it's benefiting the few. But from my opening remarks, I just indicated that there are thousands of, 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 of young people that are participating in mentorship and, and, and companies have to score points by actually, you know, uh, uh, enrolling mentorship and apprenticeship and, and, and internships. And, and with the 2019 amendment, there's a requirement to spend about 2% of the total payroll towards uh, a in higher education institutions. So students that would not have accessed 
highlight species, species will get this, um, you know, this access to this. And then the other part, you know, um, which uh, oftentimes um, can be a bit debilitating, is that some of the criticism is more um, um, about people who have strong, you know, um, uh, opposition to be informed by their, you know, malicious uh, agenda to credit discredit BEE, you know, and then there's a few of them, they know that BEE works and they know that BEE um, uh, is critical for the economic recovery of this country, but they will, you know, forever, you know, uh, uh, raise issues that are critiquing BEE. And I don't, I don't think we should be spending time with that field because they have their own uh, ideological agendas, which we do not get involved into. But we want to spend more time just clarifying, you know, what BEE is all about, what BEE can do for this country. We've always maintained that DE is more than just a moral and, and political imperative. It is about economic, you know, uh, imperative as well. You can't go um, uh, uh, to war with half of your of your of, 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 of your defense force. When you go to war, both we're facing a war. This low economic growth is equivalent to war. This unemployment, this inequality, is a war. If you're going to declare war against you know this inequality and this unemployment, we're going to have to make sure that we tap into the untapped talent. Of the majority of this country, because only then can we actually see a growing economy. So as long as there are few people that are participating in this economy, we'll never be able to grow and, and this economy sustainable. So from then the measuring of the impact so far, are there particular markers that you're looking at to uh, to, to to give you an indication of the impact that the implementation of this policy um, has had? You see, this is one area where we we we, we think as the BEE, you know, a fraternity as a whole, we've been failing ourselves. Our focus has been about the scorecard, about achieving business level one, about reporting on how much we spend. We have not been, you know, reporting in terms of this of of, of the impact. And what we're trying to do, and what we're going to do in this BEE month, and we're planning, you know, to host uh, an event on the 24th uh, on, on on the 24th of, uh, you know, uh, August. And, and in this event, we want to make sure that uh, we highlight, uh, we will invite corporates to submit, make submissions about their human stories, and then we can start reporting about these human stories, stories about uh, a small budding entrepreneur, um, you know, who started through as a, as a small enterprise, you know, through an enterprise development, you know, a support, he was graduated to being a large enterprise, and we want those kind of stories. That's a kind of reporting that we want to focus on. We want to focus on that young graduate that entered a job market at a very, you know, a, a low and a, a level a position, but then, you know, was fast-tracked through the PE and employment equity to become a senior manager and a, and a senior executive. We know the isolated incidents like that, but also we do know that uh, it does benefit, you know, a, a, you know, broadly a lot of people. There are a lot of people that are still outside that have not received the benefit. But it's important that we start mm-hmm. talking about the actual benefit that are taking place. So, so, so what? what yeah. So, 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 what role are you hoping that these highlighting these stories will achieve? Because at the end of the day. If we are still sitting with a situation where there are problems of compliance and even where there are companies that are meeting some of the set codes of of good practice and, you know, where where they are meeting some of those um, sector codes, but it's not being done in a meaningful way, are we not 
obfuscating or, or, or deflecting from the heart of the problem. That yes, it's, it's great that there are some people that have been able to benefit, but to, to the extent that it has not even been um, as impactful as it could have been, you know, is, are, are we not covering up part of the problem? You're quite correct, Cathy. You're quite correct there. You see, one of the you know the objectives of this PE month, and by the way, let me just correct myself. That big event that I talked about, details will be on our 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 website. It's on the 29th of September, not not the 22nd. So, so one of the you know the big you know objectives of this PE month is for us to to start conversations. You know, because we've not been we've been talking past each other around issues of PE. You know, we've not been having different conversation about what it is, whether it's imperative, whether it's benefit. You know, we we've been focusing on how bad it is and how it is it's failing it's failing the country. But we want to start conversation, you know, government, labor, civil society and business, you know, to formulate and, and, and form a patch to say for PE to work, you know, we have to work together. It can't be that uh, you know, um, all the challenges of this country will be remedied through legislation and executive, you know, pronouncements. We need as civil society, you know, uh, to stand up and say we need to, you know, to do to do this PE and do it very well. And and quite often at times that there are people who are trying to do their best, but you know, whatever they're doing is not being, you know, recognized and appreciated. And this is what we're trying to do today. Let's appreciate those so that we can encourage those who are reluctant, so that they stop being reluctant and, and, and be, you know, what is called be ethetic. You know, they must, you know, we can reignite that energy and re-energize them to realize that for our economic recovery, we need BE to work. Because it's only through BEE that we can actually, you know, address some of the ills of the of, of, of this country. So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a twofold approach with recognizing and encouraging and promoting those who are doing well, but we want to use that as case studies that can be modeled by those who are, you know, still in doubt and not sure about what BEE can do and what are the possibilities around the issues of BEE. Which are the worst performing sectors when it comes to compliance? So, so there are different uh, studies that have been made. Um, uh, there's been the Sunlam Gorge, and uh, there's, there's one that was done by the you know, the PE Commission. Uh, they do flag some sectors that are not uh, 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 doing well. But you see, the problem with uh, focusing on some sectors that are not doing well is that we miss those, those are averaging of the statistics. So, so sometimes when we lump all you know, the sectors and say that particular sector is not doing well, we, we miss the, the nuances that there are some you know, in those sectors who are doing particularly well, but their average get dropped by the bigger you know, majority that is, not, that, is not, that, that is not doing well. And we want, it's one of the, 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 the myths that we want to take away from the, from the narrative and, and the discourse around PE to say, let's stop lumping everybody in terms of poor performance. If people are performing badly, let those, you know, deal with the, you know, let them be dealt with in terms of the processes and the legislation. But those who are doing very well, let them be rewarded, let them be recognized. In that way, we, we you know, we, we encourage both the, you know, uh, the penalties and rewards and, you know, a carrot and stick kind of uh, arrangement.
So by the time it's the end of September then, what is the kind of conversation that you would have hoped to spark in South Africa and amongst South Africans? So, 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 so what, what we have set out to do, and, and this is an inaugural, you know, a key month, uh, you know, uh, so what we have set out to do early next week on the 8th of uh, September, we're hosting the TTI, uh, TTI in conversation with ABT about the PE journey, about the challenges in terms of the policy framework, uh, about the possibilities going forward, and, and so on and so on. So we'll talk about that. So we'll get people to start thinking and talking about the limitations uh, in the legislation, but also talking about you know the possibilities that this legislation present to us. So we'll kick it kick it off with the you know with with DTI. We're having those conversations, and then the following week we're having conversation with the B commissioner. The B commissioner has been hard at work doing a lot of work in terms of following up on companies that are not, are not uh, complying with PE. You know, uh, interpreting and analyzing reports from the listed companies and the public sector. You know, we'll be having conversation about that to say, you know, to what extent have we pick up you know, um, a positive model, you know, uh, that we, we, we can, you know, palate and highlight so that we can, you know, get everybody to be engaged in the PEE. And then the third week, we'll then have engagement with the sector, you know, uh, 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 sector councils. As you know, that there are different sectors that have been, you know, PEE sector councils that have been established that are looking towards implementing PEE in terms of different sectors. And then we'll be having engagement with those sectors. And then lastly, we'll then follow it up with that data you know, collaboration of all the stakeholders where we actually discuss and have conversations about what are the best practices when it comes to ownership, you know, uh, uh, control, what is it that other companies have done. There are companies mm-hmm. that have implemented, you know, um, uh, employee uh, share ownership schemes where employees have actually received dividends. But there are companies that have implemented share ownership schemes where, com- you know, employees have never, you know, received any dividends. What is it that they are doing wrong? What is it that they can do wrong? And then we go to management. We look at different aspects of the of the codes and 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 flag all the positivities and and, and the benefits uh, of of the PEE in that respect. So, and we're yeah. hoping that at the end of the day, beyond September, people will realize that PEE is here to stay. PEE is alive, and this is our only hope of addressing, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the inequality and, and, and joblessness in this country. So effectively, it's also part of your way of encouraging business to to come on board and become more compliant it sounds that way to me anyway that's, that's correct that's correct <laughs> you know because you, you you look i mean sometimes we tend to focus on what the president is going to say what what the legislation says what but we need to take it upon ourselves as active and uh, structures of civil society as business as labor to say what is it that we can do because not everything, like I said earlier on, not everything can be remedied through legislation. Legislation is very critical as an enabler, but we need to start having this conversation and engaging with these corporates and engaging with the public sector to say we need to do more. If if there's anything that we, we have learned, you know, from the recent, you know, looting and violence, is that um, uh, this, this this misnomer that you know there could be an island of prosperity in a sea of poverty, you know, is not working. So 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 we need to do more as the country to make sure that everybody is a participant and has a stake in this economy. Otherwise, those who don't have a stake in this economy, they will be happy to see it banning because they have no stake in it. Dumisani Mpafa is the chairperson of the Association 
of Triple BEE Professionals. Dumisani, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Yeah, so that's part of the work that they'll be doing over this month. They're coining it uh, Triple BEE Month and, yeah, wanting to raise the importance of Triple BEE and the impact that it has had on our society. A message coming through on the WhatsApp line. It says, good day, Kathy. Triple BEE is an absolute fiasco. I have a black business partner and we each own 50% of the business. We employ in total 70 employees and I'm the only white person. We did a triple BEE compliance audit and scored eight out of nine and are non-compliant. Does this make sense? A triple BEE should be scrapped as it does not create employment. Uh, That's a message there from Anonymous. And the reality, Anonymous, is that, you know, one of the things that has been raised previously is the extent to which you have companies that are vying to meet the codes and, and the code of conduct, etc. But all of that is done from a level of, of just being able to front, you know, and it's part of the it's part of why we've ended up even with the scale of corruption that we are seeing today, you know. And unfortunately, it doesn't result in meaningful change, at least not the kind of meaningful change, change rather, that was envisioned when this policy was actually developed. So I think a lot more still to be said around the issue of triple BEE. And I guess you can expect to hear a lot more about it uh, throughout the month as this particular organization plans on championing uh, the cause of triple BEE, at least until the end of September.